It's that time, the Betting Predators Podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by the stats and analytics expert, Mackenzie Rivers. You guys can find him on Twitter as well, at Mac and Rivers. And you can find us both at the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, here we go, guys. Uh, Mackenzie and I, we're going to go ahead. We're going to break down Sunday night football and Monday night football. We're going to go ahead. We're going to start it out with the Sunday night football game in the game between the Bills and the Chiefs. Uh, Current number on this game right now, uh, you can find the Chiefs here at minus two and a half at some spare books there. And then you can find them at minus three pretty much at the consensus across the board. Uh, Total right now in this game, right around 56 McKenzie. Uh, Last week, I told myself if I just go ahead and just bet a bunch of overs in the Kansas City games, I'll probably end up making out a half decent. Uh, 56 might not be enough for these two clubs. My main reason, McKenzie, is Kansas City could put up a bunch of points on offense, but they can't stop a damn nosebleed on defense. And we know that Buffalo, you know, that their offense is is pretty damn good. You know, Josh Allen's playing at a high level. You got guys, uh, you know, like Diggs, and you got two running backs and Singletary and Moss. You got guys like Cole Beasley out there running routes and Dawson Knox and guys like that. So uh, I could see a bunch of points again in this one, but just curious if you have in front of you there, you know, what's KC to the over, you know, this year? KC the over is three and one. And if you're crafty better, then I think you should be three oh and one because the one game that went under, it was 30 24. The consensus over under was 54 and a half. So you would have lost that over by a half point. So you should have pushed that one. If you have a few sharps, usually, I mean, a few shops or a few sharps on your side, you can usually get that half point advantage and turn a loser into a push, which is actually more profitable than turning a push into a winner. But in general, like you said, porous defense, explosive offense, Mahomes again, number one in the league in QBR. Nobody's talking about it. It's just like, yeah, he's the best quarterback. He has the best stats. But if you just do the over under margin, 11 points per game, a touchdown and a half more than Vegas expected the Chiefs scoring combined this year. So one of the reasons why I think that the over actually might have a little bit of value in this one, and there are some player props that I want to dig into. Kansas City, they're putting up what, like 30, 33, 34 points a game. Bills are putting up 33, 34 points a game. So these guys are scoring, you know, four or five touchdowns, you know, each and every game. But Kansas City's defense is just absolutely brutal. But I actually don't believe that the Buffalo Bills defense, uh, as of right now, you know, they're giving up 11 and a half points per game. But McKenzie, they played Pittsburgh. That offense has struggled all year long. They played Miami. That offense has struggled all year long. They played Washington. I believe that was with Heineke. And they gave up points in that game, but they only gave up 21. But still, it was, you know, with the backup quarterback against Washington, who I don't really think that that offense has gotten off the ground either. And then you play a team like Houston, who you shut out uh, 40 to nothing. And, and, you know, kudos to Buffalo for, you know, going ahead and shutting out a team. I don't care how bad a team is. It's hard to go ahead and keep a team off the scoreboard. But I do question the 11 points per game, you know, going into a game like this, that maybe the total just isn't high enough. Um, So I'm kind of thinking that. So I don't know if that's something that you looked at with the Buffalo defense, but there's no way I could trust the Kansas City defense at all. I don't believe they'll slow down Buffalo, but I believe maybe the total could be being affected because of, you know, the competition that Buffalo's played and the fact that they're giving up, you know, 11 points per game. Uh, I don't see them locking down Kansas City here, especially at home. That's just kind of the way that I'm feeling. So do you have any any type of, uh, you know, feeling that 
maybe the total is maybe it's a tick low for this one just because of the Buffalo numbers that are showing. Again, people are looking at the Chiefs offense kind of ho hum because they're only two and two, but they put up four they put up forty two points. They beat the Eagles last week, and the Eagles I think didn't punt once. And the guys were discussing on the show if you just look at the high leverage downs, which is pretty much third and long, where you should probably get off the field if you're defense, but sometimes you don't if you get unlucky. At some point, it's not luck. Mahomes is always at the top right of any third down graph in EPA or QBR, anything you want to look at. Mahomes is just far better at third and long coming up with something than anybody else. And that's why it's very hard to stop them and they keep scoring. But the Bills defense has been tops in the league in almost everything. And they've gotten progressively better. The question is, was it like a Washington situation from last year where they're Opposing offenses just somehow got progressively worse through injury or what have you. Against the Steelers, they were the eighth-ranked defense by Football Outsiders. They lost that game, but they you know held the Steelers to a few points, only twenty-three with a return touchdown in there. And then at Miami, they shut them out. They were third-ranked. And then Washington, they 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 allowed twenty-one points to Tyler Heineke and crew, but not a ton. They were fourth-ranked in the league in Week Three, and then last week, number one when they shut them out. The Texans, we don't know how historically awful they'll be yet. The Patriots will give us a good indication of that tomorrow. But is it just that they faced a Dolphins team that was going through an injury situation and had an off terrible start to the season, and especially that game? Steelers that have shown nothing on offense. Washington that's not a very good offense and put up 21 points somehow. And the Texans. So they have faced nobody, and now they face the best. So it's a very big question mark, like you said. And then I think you have to go and you have to look at who the Chiefs played this year. They played the Browns. I think we would probably agree that that was a defense that people were kind of high on. Baltimore and other defense people are high on. Uh, the Chargers, I don't believe anybody thought that that defense was going to be, you know, probably in the bottom 10 in the league. And Philadelphia, another defense, probably not in the bottom 10 in the league. So they've played some good defenses throughout the year. And I know that some of those teams that dealt with some injuries, but still, you know, Kansas City putting up 33 points uh, per game against, you know, those four teams combined. Um, that just tells me that uh, maybe the total is just not right. And maybe my thought last week was um, maybe it's just the correct way to go. Maybe the over is the way to go in this game. I understand it's a high total. We normally don't see totals this high. But if I had to go ahead and lean one direction or the other, it would be to go ahead and play the over. What gives me pause for both sides here is it's Kansas City at home. Um, they could easily go ahead and beat the Bills. But what I've seen from Patrick Mahomes you know, over the first four games of the year, when he has a lot of pressure put on him, McKenzie, he doesn't look like he's the same quarterback. Uh, he makes mistakes. He rushes throws. And there's just, uh, you know, there's there's reservation for me to go ahead and put my money on him when I know a team is probably going to go ahead and try to throw the kitchen sink at him. And maybe they, maybe they got the blueprint. Here's how you go ahead and get this guy, you know, off his game. But still, even when he's off his game a little bit, and I've seen it, you know, in every game, they're still putting up 33 points. So, I don't know how I don't go ahead uh, and play the under or play the over in that game and then look at some player props. I'm probably going to end up making two plays here, McKenzie. Now, it probably won't go for the game script in this one, but I do believe that maybe Tyreek Hill could be somewhat locked down in this game. More than likely, uh, Tredavious White's probably going to end up covering him. Now, you can go ahead and you could get Tyreek Hill under six and a half receptions. You could probably get like, I don't know, maybe plus 105 on that particular wager. But I think there's a good chance that Tyreek Hill gets somewhat limited. And then what I would do is I would just go ahead and pivot over to Travis Kelsey 
uh, more than likely probably just over 89 and a half uh, receiving yards for him. I would stay away from everybody else. I mean, you could probably throw Hilaire into the mix there too, but I just feel like Tredavious White's going to do anything that he can do, and probably they might even actually shadow coverage uh, Tyreek Hill here. So I would go ahead and play Tyreek under six and a half receptions and pivot over to Kelsey over 89 and a half receiving yards. As far as the Bills are concerned, McKenzie, when it comes to the player props, the only one I was considering is probably Zach Moss over his rushing yards, which as of right now, I believe it's somewhere in like that 40 and a half area. I'll have to go go through and look and see where he's at. Zach Moss, 38 and a half right now on DraftKings. I think that that's probably worth the play. Uh, one of the reason being is you don't want to become one dimensional and, you know, certain teams can, but I don't believe Buffalo is, has an offense, at least, you know, wide receiver wise, tight end wise, um, where they could become one dimensional um, that they have to use their running backs at some point. So uh, Kansas City's rush defense, absolutely terrible this year. I mean, it's one of the worst in the league. And I believe Zach Moss has slowly taken over the number one role. So I would also consider that not sure if I'll play that, but I'll give out a, you know, one of the Buffalo players as a lean, Zach Moss over his rushing yards, 38 and a half. Uh, that's kind of what I'm looking at for that game. You got anything else, McKenzie, on that one? So, yeah, Zach Moss was out week one with an ankle. I think I'm going to have to co-sign you on, uh, on this pick. It seems like the over, I think it should be about 45, just looking empirically. So, Zach Moss missed week one due to a, a off-season ankle surgery. He wasn't all the way back. Week two, again, they shut out the Dolphins 35-0. They only handed it to him eight times. The last two games, however, more like midseason form, more like the number one running back. 13 attempts against Washington, 14 attempts against Houston. And you might say, oh, well, those were blowouts. They got more rushing attempts. Yeah, they did as a team. But those are the kind of games you can kind of rest your number one and number two guys. That's not going to be the case against the Chiefs. They're going to have to run it a lot. They're going to have to at least score a lot of points one way or the other. And if you look at Josh Allen's passing over under, it's only 295. It's not very high. They're expecting a lot of running from various players. I think Zach Moss is the number one guy. Like it. Co-sign the pick. I'll just say shop around. I'm looking right now. MGM is at 36 and a half. That's a steal. This guy had 60 yards the last two games. I expect him to be around 45, 50 easy. One of the things I noticed about that Kansas City rush defense or just Kansas City's defense, you know, in general is they've given up big plays, big gash plays to the running back. So. You know, it could be one of those situations where maybe I don't get the, you know, the production, but I actually get the, uh, you know, I don't get the attempts, but I actually get, you know, I get the rushing yards uh, in a sense. So uh, that's what we'll go ahead. We'll give out for that one. Let's jump over to Monday night here, McKenzie. Uh, let's talk about this Colts game and Ravens game. This one, I don't know, McKenzie. I'd say that out of all the Monday night football games, this one seems maybe to be the, the least interesting to me so far uh, this particular season. Right now we have a line on the game. Ravens are going to be minus six and a half. We have a total of 46. I haven't put a whole hell of a lot of thought into this one, Mackenzie. I'll let you go ahead and start out, and then maybe I can go ahead and cherry pick some of your stuff or dig through and maybe find something to wager on. But this one, to me, uh, is one of the least least interesting games to me on the entire board for week number five. <laughs> Don't put too fine a point on it. I tend to agree with you, though. This really comes down to – are the Colts as bad as they've looked and are the Ravens as are they going to come in lackadaisical or is the COVID and injury situation finally going to catch up with them? Cause they're clearly the better team. They clearly have 
the kind of team that I think gives the Colts problems with the pressure that they can put on a quarterback and the way they can keep the ball. If you miss a fourth down on on the Ravens, Frank Wright, on the three-yard line, prepare for a 97-yard drive the other way with four fourth down conversions. It's it's not going to be pretty. So lean Ravens. I know the guys on the Dream Preview uh, definitely leaned Ravens. I think one of them might have had a one-star or two-star on the Ravens. Definitely, that's the way I would look. I don't think the Colts are very good. But hey, they had their first win of the season last year. Maybe they're finally, you know, getting back together. I might actually consider the under in this one. I think that putting Carson Wentz on the road in a, in a situation to go out there and fail um, is probably not what the Colts are looking to do here. They have a good enough running attack, and they could use Naheem Hines. They could use Jonathan Taylor out of the backfield to kind of shorten this game. And all you have to do is, you know, give your team a shot to go ahead um, and pull out a win. And I also think the Ravens on the other side, they might actually try to run the ball a little bit more. Uh, We know that all their running backs in the beginning of the year that they all went down. But uh, these guys are actually getting some reps now. They're starting to understand the playbook. You know, they're at home. I think what they got a little bit of extra rest, I think, here too, McKenzie. So maybe they actually run a little bit and try to keep Lamar, you know, in the pocket and clean and maybe going ahead and, uh, giving them a little bit more running, you know, that's, that's when the Ravens play their best is when they're running the football. Um, I mean, that's, you know, kind of been their, their MO over the last couple of years, you know, run the ball and then we'll get you eventually, you know, with guys like Brown, guys like Andrews, I could see one of these like 24, 13 type games uh, where it struggles to go ahead and get out of the thirties. I think 46 is actually a little bit too high for this one. So I would probably go ahead and consider maybe playing the under in that one. As far as a player prop, I went ahead. I tried to go ahead and and play. Uh, I tried to play Lamar Jackson and go ahead throw an interception last week. I was undefeated with that prop. I was one and zero, uh, so uh, not not to be the case anymore. And all the reports that I've read recently and all the stuff I've heard on the radio is that Latavius Murray is more than likely probably going to end up taking over as the number one back. You can get him right now uh, over fifty and a half rushing yards. Not necessarily sure I would do that. But I think the fact now that Baltimore is actually naming like a number one back uh, probably points to the fact that maybe they will run a little bit more. I think actually Murray, like he fits like a lot of a lot of what the guys from Baltimore over the last couple of years do, you know, straight up and down the hill runners um, where, you know, he can go in and get between the tackles. Uh, and just, you know, I just have a feeling like he, he kind of fits the mold there uh, a little bit. I don't know if you have anything else on this one, Mackenzie. I kind of don't. I kind of lean, you know, lean strong to the under. Like I said, I, I think they'll struggle to get out of the 30s. Um, yeah, I would just say quickly on that, that so much of the storyline over the last three years with the Ravens has been their unique offense and Lamar Jackson. But if you look since the beginning of 2018, when they blew out the Buffalo Bills 47 to 3, 56 games under Harbaugh, on average, their defense beats expectations by more than two points per game. Same thing this year. They just you know, held the Broncos to seven points, the the previously undefeated Broncos, seven points, and it was, uh, you know, a struggle to get there. So I think think the under looks good, and again, I lean towards the Ravens. That's it. All right, cool. So at least McKenzie and I, we're not going to go ahead. We're not going to press the issue on that game. So as I said, it's one of the games that I least look forward to this week. So uh, I don't have a whole lot of wagers on that one, and we don't need to. You know, we got a full slate of games that, you know, we feel actually pretty comfortable with. Uh, But as always, you know me and Mackenzie will go ahead. We'll do our Thursday night 
uh, podcast this upcoming week that should be interesting. Uh, we were on a hell of a run there, Mackenzie. But last week, you and I went ahead. We we like, yeah, we like Seattle uh, in that one with a tease, and uh, we came up just shy. But hey, you know what? You you don't lose guys like Russell Wilson every day, so um, there's a, at least we have a built-in excuse uh, for our loss. So uh, we'll stick with that. But we got a good run going there, so you guys are going to get that next week. Uh, but like as always. A uh, big thanks to McKenzie for going ahead, taking time out of his day. Uh, to go ahead and jump on here and knock these two games out, uh, Sunday night and Monday night football. You guys know where to find us on Twitter, SleepyJ underscore pregame, at Mac and Rivers. And you guys can always find us at the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. With that said, I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck. Enjoy the games. <laughs>